0: I'm going for it. Do you know what those are? No What is that? Fireworks Oh Fireworks Because it's like a new year It is new a new year, year man. of the Record Shepherds 2023 The Record, the
1: record Shepherds are back <laughs> you, uh, thought, you thought we were gone You thought we were gone You're like Oh no My career Is not going to take off Because there's no new Record Shepherds episodes <laughs> It wasn't
0: reliant on this advice this weekly advice and all of a sudden off the air w- off the airwaves but uh but not for long. Yes. And for those of you watching us on YouTube by the gift of YouTube, you will see Ta-da! Ta-da! ta-da. ta-da. <laughs> Brand yeah. new
1: studio. Brand new studio. Lots of changes when it comes to the Record Shepherds and, you know, the the shepherds have been regrouping. We've been holding meetings and we've been trying to figure out the best way to give content to you guys so we're super thankful for the support that we have so far and we just can't wait to continue uh, making new episodes for you guys
0: yeah it's gonna be good it's mm-hmm. gonna be a good a good year ahead and we've got uh some guests lined up and we have got some episodes we want to talk about lined up and uh yeah i think like uh we do have a new studio it's it's a work in progress in terms of our are set, but, uh, you know, that that's the, that's the beauty about it. It doesn't have to be all at once. We kind of, it's like a new apartment. Yeah. Yeah. You just furnish it as you're going along kind of yeah. thing. We've got a couple of ideas, you know, uh, sort of creative differences on <laughs> what sort of <laughs> curtains we're going to get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're, I mean if we even have the the audience, if there's fan art, we welcome we'll take some submissions. Yeah, yeah, that'd y- be
0: that'd be class. You know what we're thinking? We're thinking of getting like a piece of art um for behind us here of like the, the Record Shepherd's logo, the little alpaca with the shades and uh I've got an idea in my head. If if anyone if anyone's good with oil paintings or acrylics, might have a little piece for you. Hit us up. Yeah, Let's yeah, a little commission for you. I was never good at art in school, were you? Um I was okay. I was okay when I got into it, but like I was never happy with my like my particular style. You yeah. know, everyone's got their own style and like uh I used to say I couldn't draw, but then my sister who is very artistic would um she said, No, you you've got like this is an amazing style, like you could definitely wow. can draw and I was like, Oh really? I just thought this was validation. Crap. Yeah. But um Yeah, I was always alright.
1: I was always terrible. I mean, I'm left handed and I just feel like the world I mean, my handwriting is garbage. I just feel like the world is not made for for us left-handed people. <laughs> but you will yeah.
0: live longer statistically. Really? Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And you're tall. They say tall people
0: don't, <laughs> don't live that long. There. <laughs> oh, so. oh well. Oh well. That's well. Uh, I gotta pack it in. Yeah. Pack cool. it in. And I
1: have been packing it in. I was this gonna last say. Last week. Yeah. How you been? How you just got back from a from a big old trip? Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, flew in back to New York the overnight on the red eye um and a lot of people are like what you like i never do red eyes but it's because um i was out i was out in la for the sort of pre-grammys week fancy yeah fancy and i have um some family live out there my brother and his wife and their little dog live out there and i was kind of like well if i get the late flight that means i've got the the, you know the whole weekend to hang out and catch up with them because i don't see them like too often obviously with them Mm. being out there but um and it was great had a great day
1: had a, a great weekend and a great week but um not a lot of sleep not a lot of sleep so we were talking and you know before we dive into the to the grammy stuff you were expressing to me how different you felt la and new york are and the oh, just yes, the way that you were describing it made it seem like you didn't have a good time but oh like no no
0: no no, it's not that at all not that at all it's just like you know like i've been to la many times mm. and um but i was sort of uh yeah my brother and his wife they bought a property kind mm. of over up in sort of like eastern part of la and um like just the your setup like I you know, mm. going from there to straight back to like Williamsburg. The setup could not be more different. Right. You know, just in terms of like you're in like pure residential s- suburbs effectively, you know, yeah. like uh there and like there's nothing around other than houses whereas you know, walking down the street in Williamsburg Was that six like six little chic little indie coffee shops in, uh, one yeah. in one street you know and everything's around you people are walking past you it's buzzy you know it, it it's just
1: totally different so was it was it like a refreshing difference or did you feel sort of out of your ele- element
0: uh, uh no it's uh, like i love i love visiting la like uh but that's not just trying to work out like is it just a place i would like i like visiting or you know could i uh see myself out there at some stage on a that's a more permanent basis. That's the know?
1: that's the age old question. Exactly. Um, yeah, especially w- when you work in the music industry and you have friends that have sort of moved back and forth. You you kind of there's always that uh, dynamic of. Yeah people people are very opinionated for some reason with like don't move to LA they're all fake out there it's like traffic blah 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 it's like why would you live in new york it's dangerous that da, da, da. and yeah. the truth is you know you can make any place your home you just got to figure totally. out how to adjust yeah
0: so. yeah totally you have but you have to be prepared for that change i would say because um yeah, very very different uh, environments. So yeah,
1: so you were you were partying it up with all the celebrities. You and Jay Z were uh, at the Rock Nation <laughs> brunch. Um, you, uh-huh. were, you were getting drunk. Um, so yeah, how I was g- that? Uh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I went to a few parties. I went to a few parties, and um, you know that's that's what it's all about out there. I feel like you know the Grammys were obviously on the Sunday night at the end of the week, and that's. What everyone's there for, hmm. you know, in theory, or that's what the whole week is set up around. But really, I would say, you know, all the best stuff happens before that. You know, like right. that's just Definitely. like like oh, like it's just it, it's there now as sort of, um, just as a week where the industry gets together, and you know, it's a th- it's obviously. People are meeting each other and, you know, it's a great time with everyone in town to have those meetings and have those catch-ups. You fly out there and you can do, you know, 10 times the catch-ups you would be able to do in any given week and sort of, like, move things along, etc. So I did have that. I did have, like, people, like, blowing up my phone while I was at parties saying, right, let's go outside and talk this deal through. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 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 two deals that happened on like uh Moved them along as well, so got some stuff agreed I feel. So yeah, yeah. Th-
1: we were talking, and I mean, the Grammys itself, like the televised Grammys, is one thing, and you know, at, at this point when you watch it, it it is really like a uh, a concert. They they spend a lot in terms of the production, and just the performances um, are amazing. And so there's that, but like you said, I think people forget the music industry is an industry, and just like how you might have. You might be like a dentist and go to a dentist convention, you know, in, in Las Vegas or something like they, there's an industry surrounded events that happen during Grammy weekend. That's like you said, where you go to meet people, collaborate, get deals done. And it's, it's yeah. a real personable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and have a bit of a, you know, like ha- ha it's important to have a good time as right. well. And it's sort of a, b- it's a celebration of the music industry. I feel like Grammy's week and you've got these parties and. Uh, you know, people are there to catch up and but also to have a good time and you're kind of running around the city a bit and uh yeah, it, it was it was good and um there I mean there's some pretty dope parties as well. Um, mm. I went to um Rita Ora was oh. doing like a party to yeah. sort of like announce her or you know sort of like uh celebrate I guess um her her return. She's got a an album coming out later this year and like a new single which is which is great and she put like a little performance there and um it was very um it was very hollywood the whole thing like just it was in this in the the backdrop was chateau marmont so it was a private residence and they're like right underneath chateau marmont um which i'm sure the listeners know of but very famous very famous sort of music industry or hollywood hotel where like uh, just a lot of um stuff's going on there so like hollywood folklore but anyway it was there and uh, man it was it was a private party but it was star-studded really it was yeah it was pretty incredible actually like from a you know little northern irish boy growing up in the countryside of northern ireland to like a party like that in hollywood it was kind of surreal um but uh yeah very cool and uh, you know that was that was fun and stuff but um it's sort of the some of the, the bigger parties that the labels are throwing and things like that. And there's dinners, yeah. you know, and like charitable dinners, like music cares is a big one and um just um it it's just a great 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 week for the music industry and a bit of a celebration and then of course you got the grammys themselves on yeah. the sunday night
1: sort of topping it all off did you get a chance to actually go to the ceremony or you were uh no
0: no um i am uh not quite top brass enough uh, for that so yeah. one day one day. <laughs> one day we'll see you can stand <laughs> outside and we'll party after yeah after party. yeah no but i uh, know i was so uh, that's one thing i g- because of uh, the fact i knew wouldn't wouldn't be going and i needed to get back here for Monday morning. I uh I missed the Grammys mm. th- as they happened, you know, but I was able to catch up on some of the headlines this morning and, and Lots see of headlines. Of the yeah, 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 yeah. As um, always.
1: Yeah, and um I know you watch clips, but I had the opportunity to actually watch the entire show. Um, it was a really, really good night. Um I loved most of the performances. Um yeah. even from Bunny Bad Bunny opening up the ceremony. I, I mean, if you didn't already know that the Latin takeover is here, that I mean, yeah, it's just you do. It's Opening just up
0: the Grammys, Bad Bunny, most uh streamed artist of the in of the, w- the last year of the right, in, the, in the, world, the world, you know.
1: <laughs> and incredible. You know there I- there are other Latin Grammys, but to be able to take that genre and his his style of music and bring it to this stage in the United States is in the way that he did it too, like really honoring where he came from and and the type of music it it was a it was a beautiful thing um we had some amazing performances harry styles performed lizzo performed she always kills it Uh, and yeah so it was a star-studded event as always um a lot of great performances and a lot of big winners as well
0: yeah a lot of big winners and um and uh, you know it's it's uh it's it's a it's a spectacle in itself you know
1: 50th 50th anniversary of hip-hop they celebrated at the Mm. grammys which was which was amazing to watch
0: yeah yeah like uh, a lot going on and um and you know like the the performances themselves i feel like a lot of it now is about those performances you know and people really look forward to those um and then you know the outfits and everything and um and there's always a little bit of scandal right. you know that surrounds it and like that just adds to the entertainment so definitely it's good tv you know it's, it's good, good tv, TV. And, I'm, and it's pretty inspi- you know inspiring
1: yeah. you know i think i would say definitely my favorite part was the the um 50th anniversary of hip hop celebration that they did with the just sort of montage of artists and performances yeah i think that um You know, in America, we have a lot of these genres that to us are are really, really old. So it's sort of hard to put it in perspective, you know, that. um Yeah, something like blues, for example, blues or like rock, like any of these genres where there's so many different categories, you know, and hip hop is a young genre. And I think a lot of the struggles that hip hop goes through is due to to the age of it. But it's like there's so much room for growth and potential. And I mean, it's still the dominant um, genre in the industry. So. Um, you yeah. know, for being able to actually see the progression of where hip hop started versus where we are now and seeing all of those artists on the same stage was beautiful.
0: Yeah. So it was curated by Questlove. Yeah. Isn't that right? And um, did a, a good job of it. There was just some like the who's who of hip hop. Yeah. Basically.
1: And, and Questlove did an amazing job. It it's takes a real talent to be able to map all of those songs out because, you know, they did, they did a lot of songs, I think over 30, 40 songs. And, and, short time span and you need to program all that music do rehearsals that's a lot a lot of effort to go yeah. through yeah yeah
0: yeah that's impressive um as i say i like i saw some of the the clips and um you know i'm looking forward to i'm gonna watch it all through to yeah. Be honest, yeah yeah
1: recommend it um but uh we can go on to the big winners of the night so yeah um
0: the big winners and like uh i think like well it's there's four general categories as they call them, right? right? Like uh there's many, many categories now. I think this year we're up to ninety one. Ninety one. Yep. different categories, which is uh it's a lot. So you don't see them all on T right. V of course, but uh you got the f the, the the four main ones. So um we got record of the year, Song of the Year, yep. Best New Artist and Album of the Year. Right. Which is essentially, that's the big one. Right. That's that's that, that's, that's the uh, the crown jewel kind of the thing. the crown right?
1: jewel, the crown jewel. And if you've been listening to the record Shepherds for a long time, you already know the difference between a record and the song. Yeah. Um, so and if you don't know, you can check back on previous episodes to figure out what what the heck I'm talking about. But yeah, um,
0: you should definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but in a, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, We got, like, song is basically the song. That's, like, all the songwriters, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the people who actually wrote the composition. And then record of the year is more geared to, you know, that takes into account, like, the artist performance. And, um you know, that's, like, the... the producers, and everything like the that. Actual the recording. actual sound recording. sound yeah. recording, yeah.
1: And I know for a lot of consumers of music, some of those categories can seem a bit confusing, like what's the difference between the best performance and best record and best song. Yeah. Um, but each of these genres within the Grammy uh, celebration or ceremony has a version of that in their in their subcategories, whether it's best song, best performance, best record, within country music, within hip-hop. Um, rock. Rock, etc. Yeah, cetera. they got
0: it all. And then... The general categories basically take all of those into consideration. Right. Um, so, um, and as I say, album, but be- you know, album of the year, that's the, the crown jewel. That's essentially the w- the, the main winner of the night and it takes into consideration not just the performer, uh, uh, the artist, but the producer, the mixer, how it was engineered. Like it's the full team basically it's on the, on team. the record. So, um, so
1: yeah. Um, and the big winners, the big winners were, so record of the year was about damn time, uh, by Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah. Can't go anywhere without hearing that record. No, you
0: really cannot. And uh, I was about to sing it, but, um, I'll spare it. What's the, in a minute, okay. I'm sentimental, Alright. pump me up. The that record one. Shepherds <laughs> remix. All right.
1: Uh, song of the year was, uh, just like that by Bonnie Raitt. Uh, great songwriter, uh, I, I think well-deserved, best new artist, uh, Samara Joy, um, brilliant artist, yeah. I think s- signed out of Verve, um, great from label. Yeah,
0: from here in New York City, from the Bronx. New York. Yeah, exactly. Jazz singer. So uh, if, you're not, if you haven't heard her, check her out because uh, big winner, big yeah. winner of the night.
1: And then the big winner
0: album of the year. Big winner album of the year, not without some controversy, mm. but we'll leave that for a second. Let's just given the uh, applause that he deserves. Album of the Year, Harry Styles, Harry's House.
1: Congratulations, Harry Styles. Give you a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Harry Styles wins Album of the Year. And look, all of these uh, categories, there's often a lot of media attention around them, talks about who deserved what. There's a, a lot of controversy. So maybe we could describe what the controversy is with Album of the Year this year. Well, and most years, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, first of all, we should say, um, you know, the little segue here, that although those are the four big categories and, the, you know, the, the general prizes, there was another big winner on the night. Beyonce. Well, we can't forget Beyonce. We cannot forget Beyonce. She was breaking records last night at the Grammys. Yeah. Um, she has, I think, now... 88 grammy nominations and broke the record last night now has 32 grammy wins
1: insane insane unbelievable never never seen anything like 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 it no
0: uh, absolutely so that was like that was history being made and like you know i i I caught um one of her her acceptance speech and uh, i guess it must have been the one to to pip the record um because like you know just broke it by by one, okay, like the mm. like the next um most successful Grammys,
1: yeah, she beat like winner. a winner a composer right or like yeah a, a yeah classical
0: yeah george George salty, I believe I don't quote me on that, but uh, I should know that, but uh he he's uh yeah, in the classical genre, and um yeah she beat she pipped him by one, and uh, her acceptance speech you could she did a great job of it, but you you know that uh, you could genuinely see that. That was a b- that was a big a big one for her. It meant a lot. Yeah, and um, I no, of course it should. Like it's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, and it was really cool. I think for for celebrities, we tend to put them on these pedestals, but when you actually see them speaking, you realize they're just human beings at the end of the day. And as amazing as Beyonce is, and how great she is at her craft, it was awesome to see that she was humble and accepting that award, and you know, in recognition by her peers and. Um, just continuing to support the academy and like support the event and gracing everyone with her presence. It was it was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, and but also not to forget, she was the first Black woman to win in the dance categories um, that night for for mm-hmm. for her, her Grammy. So she won four Grammys that yeah. night. Yeah. Um, she won best in two th- different genres, two right? Two different genres. She won best traditional R and B performance and best R and B song, and then in the dance. Uh, section she won best dance recording uh, with break my soul and best dance music album with renaissance
0: yeah yeah so that was like very significant and you know she was nominated um, for like many many like categories and then ended up like um, winning four right on yeah. the night so
1: yeah she I believe she had nine nominations
0: nine nominations ends up winning four and I think I think it's fair to say that the, you know, the, the bookies, uh, you know, the, the, the gambling people amongst us would have said that she would have taken the the prize for album of the year. I think right. it was expected that, uh, it might go to her. And right. it was kind of all set up for that, to be honest with you, the fact that she'd like broken the record, right. she was like, had nine Grammy nominations. And, you know, she was, n- her album Renaissance was nominated for album of the year It ended up going to Harry. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't have an opinion as to, you know, like, look, look, he won it fully deserved at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So he, he won it. You can't argue. But <laughs> during his acceptance speech, he was getting heckled. He's yep. getting heckled by, well, I guess beyonce's like fans right. uh, etc and uh so not ideal because he, like uh, you know it's a big moment for for him you know who knows if he'll ever win that award again right and you know instead of like people just sort of graciously giving him the plaudits and letting him have his moment he's kind of getting heckled like not not great but uh some people you know stood up to support him uh, most notably Uh, Taylor Swift and swizzle? Yeah, yeah. She was then, and of course, uh, the two of them used to date, didn't they? Like about ten years ago.
1: I believe so, man. Yeah.
0: So, um, they were a thing about ten years ago, and then she, she stood up and she was like applauding him, or or stood up during his whole speech, even though people around her had sat back down. Taylor did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she stood up, and I guess was supporting him and that. But um, so there's like this kind of, you know, uh, people. A bit of scandal around that a bit of controversy and it gets to like it leads to people into thinking like is it rigged or like uh look it's, it's a stitch up what's the the votes recount the votes right well you know that
1: how many times had beyonce been nominated for best album in her career
0: uh i mean h- well i know she's lost that that you know she's right. like she's, she's like not won it i think four times right now you know
1: Right. And so uh, all, all that, to s- like as a fan, you know, if you don't necessarily know how the process works, I think it's completely understandable when you see like an artist who has been at least a part of my musical journey for for 20 years. Right. She's been dominating, you know, the charts and the hearts of people who love her for years. And w- with 80, like you, we just said, 88 nominations, um, 32 Grammy wins and has lost in the category four times over her 20 year career it's i as a fan you could quite ask okay what's going on here how what is the process um and with this controversy like maybe we could take the opportunity to to educate some people or remind some people of how grammys actually work and how people are submitted and and voted for and a- accepted of these awards yeah
0: yeah that's a good idea sort of like um maybe let people know a little bit about how they you know, how the whole system works kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, but probably I- even to sort of back it up a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, uh the Gram a little bit of the history of the Grammys it's yeah, been around. Be you know, the, the Gramophone awards, aka the Grammys. Ah. Um have been around since nineteen fifty eight. Nineteen fifty eight was the first one. You were about what, sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just a young whippersnapper then, yeah. 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 Um and like the at the time there was the Academy Awards, right, the Oscars and the Emmys and that was to recognize the stars of film and T V. Right. But there wasn't anything at that point as like an awards show especially for the music industry and um <coughs> during the fifties in Holiday in Hollywood it was the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame um project, you know, with all the stars. Um and that that brought like a r- sort of renewed like spotlight to not just film and TV but also like the recorded music and uh singers and songwriters, et cetera. And um, so it was around that time, nineteen fifty eight, that they, the, the first, the first Grammy show went on. I think like a lot less categories then. Everything was under that uh, we had ninety one today and it does increase every year it right. seems, but back then twenty eight prizes. Yeah. and.
1: Um, just to keep in mind the Grammys or the recording Academy is like, it's like any other institution that evolves over time. So you could imagine this institution in the fifties, not exactly the most progressive categories, like in doing our research, we realized that at some point there were even gendered categories for the Grammys. So, Mm -hmm. you know, men and women weren't even competing in, in some of the same categories at times, which was, which was really interesting
0: yeah 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 exactly so it like it it, it's evolved and it continues to evolve and um
1: and speaking of you know evolving and we were talking earlier about the 50th anniversary of hip-hop rap was not even recognized as a category until in 1989 and rock was only recognized nine years before that in 1980 as a completely separate genre wow
0: yeah wow yeah
1: that's 1980 for rock seems a little late yeah it does seem a bit late doesn't it yeah yeah i think and it puts it in perspective i think we because rock is an older genre and and i guess in our culture it's it's i think established more in people's minds unfortunately um which causes people to not remember that at some point this genre was also this genre was also considered Just like anti suburban, maybe middle American. It was very much like the rebellious genre. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you're dealing with that, and so that could, you could argue that affects the sort of music industry recognition of a genre uh, similar to hip hop, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, but anyway, like that's a little bit just about uh, the history and, you know, how the categories have progressed. But uh, in terms of, you know, the structure and how it relates to voting. Uh, Walk us through that, Tim, and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, so the Grammys are determined by voters in terms of who is nominated in a category and who wins in their category. Uh, I was reading um, some some articles the other day, and they identified about 12,000 voters current voting members, actual people who can vote in these categories that are, uh, that are members of the Recording Academy. Mm-hmm. So you may ask, okay, what is a voting member? Okay. So you have to be invited into the Recording Academy, which is the governing body of the Grammys. Yeah. In order to be invited into a voting member, you have to be, let's see here, um, an artist, producer, musician, or somebody who is first hand involved in the creation of music and actively participating in making music currently mm-hmm. so you get two letters of recommendation and you also submit a portfolio to the academy that shows these are the tracks or the uh the yeah your work basically the work You're that I've been credited work. to yeah and whether as a like an actual musician or a producer or a songwriter in any of those specific categories, you submit your portfolio and they say this is essentially good enough or it's not good enough, right? Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is really interesting because that could be that could be su- uh, subjective too, right? It's like what you you may have a, b- a body of work, but who's to say it's credible enough for you to be voting in these academy uh, in these categories or be a member of the of the academy? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that is. Yeah. Ultimately, look, you have to draw the line somewhere. Exactly. So, like, you know, it's not – no one's stopping you putting your music out. It's just, you know, there's got to be some parameters about whether you can vote on something that's fairly significant.
1: Exactly. So, currently, there are about 12,000 members who actively meet that criteria who are a part of the Recording Academy. Yeah. They actually want to do it. (laughs) Who actually want (laughs) to do it, right? Yeah. And there are other different members of the Recording Academy that aren't voters, but we don't have to talk about that now. We can just talk about the voting members. So that that's the voting members. Now we talk about how is your music eligible to be considered for mm-hmm. nomination and to win categories in the, at the Grammys.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz it's not just like uh, although obviously a lot of this music does end up out there. It's not just a case of like if your music's been released that year, it's it's right. considered. You know, you ha- it has to be submitted.
1: Right. Right. It has to be submitted. So the music has to be available for sale between October 1st of the previous year and midnight, September 30th of the given Grammy year. So we can use, let's say, October 2021 as the example Mm -hmm. for the initial um, phase to enter or to release your music. And then September 30th of 2022 would be the cutoff yeah and then the grammy awards happen on february of 2023 yeah so yeah so if you release your music october of 2022 you would not be eligible yeah. for the grammys yeah and, and for that that up and coming grammy
0: i love that right so that's all now we're basically just telling our listeners here you know the listeners of the record shepherds make sure you
1: get your grammy nominations in make sure time. make sure you get your grammy <laughs> nominations in a time so that's that's one criteria the next criteria is that um and bear with me a little bit but you The song or the body of work has to actually be submitted either by um, a reputable organization. So in this case, like a label, an independent distributor, or a member of the recording academy itself. So you can be, you don't have to be signed to a label. I think that's important to note to be submitted to the Grammys. If you are an active member in the recording academy and you distribute your music independently, you can submit that music to the Grammys as long as it fits within that time frame and it's being sold in the united states through reputable stores and it, it meets that criteria
0: yeah yeah and it's um yeah i guess makes sense doesn't it like it th- will be the artists who are signed to a particular label or whatever it'll be the label submitting them you know for consideration they'll be submitting all their artists and whatever categories are applicable and Doing the work for them, doing the admin for them. So that makes sense.
1: And I actually do want to go back and talk about the difference between voting members of the Academy and professional members of the Academy. Yeah. So if you are, let's say, working at a record label, hypothetically, or you're working in the music industry that supports the creation of music, but you are actually not creating the music itself, you're eligible to be a professional member of the Recording Academy, but you are not a voting member. Yeah. The, you know, the. The cause behind that is, well, we don't want just people from record labels voting. Don't want yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want lawyers <laughs> settling this for right. God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. nightmare. So in that way you can you can sort of see the distinction. So we have the voting members and the Grammys have been criticized throughout their history of not being as inclusive when it comes to artists who win particular genres. And to their credit, they've sort of responded to that by trying to broaden who the actual voting members are in the academy so reaching out to people creating music in different genres um people who have historically not had a voice as a voting member in the grammys they're reaching out to the larger music community and inviting people to sort of join the the pool um in hopes that diversifying the actual voting members diversifies the people who win the grammys
0: that's good yeah and uh i think it's Also a thing that anybody, any of the voting members or sort of all of the voting members can vote in the four general categories. one that we touched on earlier, like the big prizes. Um, uh, you know, which don't need to go through them again, but uh, those are those are the ones that you get a vote for all of each of those. And then you get up to fifteen votes, but limited to your specific area of expertise sort of thing. So if you're uh a songwriter for instance if you're a songwriter voting member your votes are going to be primarily related to the songwriting categories if you're a producer for example then it's going to be you know more related to the sound recording like record and album sort of uh categories so yeah um and so that yeah that, that's that's kind of uh I, I guess that that makes sense it keeps all the sort of experts focused on the sort of um the categories that you want them to be focused on
1: and, and yeah and I think a big takeaway for me here and maybe for our listeners is that listen if you are an even an instrumentalist uh, a recording artist a producer an engineer who has a body of work and you are frustrated by the results of the Grammys in certain categories then you potentially have the um, the power to change that by becoming a voting member mm-hmm. um, it's not as gatekeepy as you gatekeepish as you might think, you know I know plenty of people who are voting members uh, at the Grammys, and I'm sure you do as well. And you know you find people who are already members, let them walk you through the process, and you know m- you never know. Maybe you submit and you you get invited to be a voting member, and that way you can actively be a part of the change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's a actually it reminds me. I do know people. I know people who, have, uh, as I'm sure you do, have like won Grammys, and I'm yeah. not talking about. Artists talking no. about um <laughs> you know you you can there's Grammy awards for like best liner notes and yep. things like that best and liner um notes. uh so lot lo- you know lots of i i mean it'd be it'd be cool to win a Grammy wouldn't it like this it would just be like you know, You don't have to be you don't have to be Beyonce or whatever you can sort of get into the music industry and do other things and you know maybe the fruits of your labor
1: I think there's land a Grammy yeah I'm pretty sure there's podcast categories as well so maybe oh, we'll there maybe you go. see, yeah, see yeah. us there one day the record shepherds no, it's
0: a good time to subscribe hit the like button and uh, leave us a five <laughs> star rating on all the podcast sites yeah
1: but speak on the controversy note I know you had pulled up something regarding um, some recent Controversy that oh yeah. experience,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it was just a, a story like, the former CEO of uh the recording academy, Deborah Duggan, had um, she after she resigned, like, came out to say that you know, there was a whole load of dodgy dealings going on. Mm. Like, um, um, I mean, well, I'm trying to remember the specifics of what she said, but something along the lines of uh, records or or you know, um, works. Added to the list of those f- uh for consideration right. for nomination like that had not been v- voted for through the system you know by the the peers or the voting the voting members mm. system and that like, that was kind of like basically saying that like yeah the, there's there's people inside just adding things on and um for whatever agenda suits them and potentially um it being kind of not not rigged but you know been pushed in a certain direction to make sure that a particular song or record that they wanted performed on the night was going to be one of the nominees because that therefore they've got the excuse to play the song etc and perform the song
1: i mean that i can i um it's funny because i've heard artists complain about that too like why would you invite me here to perform Essentially for free, right? Because you're you're getting the advertisement money. You're getting my pr- my. Perf- I mean, you're paying for the production, mm-hmm. but and then I don't win a Grammy.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
1: that not I that I you. I know, I
0: know, I know. That <laughs> but that's pretty obvious to me. It's right. like if we just that's given away the whole game, then you know, you come on, and you perform your show, and then like everyone knows. All right, well, we know who the winner of that category is now. Right. You know, it's TV at the end of the day. It is enter- and It's an entertainment show. So like, um. I think there are times where you know if someone's nominated in like many different right across many different categories if like they'd probably have like a bit of a fair a fair point there if they if they weren't yeah. winning anything don't don't get me on if I'm not winning anything you already know that
1: Well I think um and I d- I also want to stress too like the Grammys is a sort of institutional celebration of music and I think Sometimes in our criticisms of the Recording Academy, we we sort of lose sight of that. But it's good, in my opinion, that we do have an industry of music to help support songwriters and and people who actually make the music. Mm -hmm. Now, there have been, especially in recent years, artists who haven't won Grammys or feel like they haven't been recognized by the Academy in the way that they should. um, Because of those criticisms, a question comes up of how relevant are the Grammys today to yeah. to like yeah either established or up and coming artists Wh- what value do you really place on these awards and do they validate you as an artist
0: yeah i mean i think the short answer is they're definitely relevant you right. know um i think like um it's like uh you know it, d- it depends it depends also on your like category or whatever like um you know like th- there's not that much in the indie space that is relevant mm. you know at the at the Grammys it's kind of like um mostly geared towards pop the pop world now there's hip hop there of course, and there's uh, and oh uh, you know there's classical et cetera but in terms of like the televised the like the promoted. televised exactly that's what you know the sort of like the meat and drink of it and when it gets down to the the big prizes traditionally it's sort of more aimed at the sort of pop end of the spectrum right um and i think um best new act for example like that's that's worth a lot of money i think and just in terms of like uh the amount of doors that's going to open for that artist
1: yeah i i believe personally that an event that brings together the industry of music um, is very relevant, and like you were talking about, you know certain deals that you can make and deals that you can close um in that aspect i think it 's super st- duper relevant as an artist, you know if you have an established fan base and you 're selling out shows and people are buying your music, and maybe you 're not getting that recognition from the recording academy i think that 's okay i think oh yeah, one hundred percent i think that 's okay percent, but I think for me, especially because I know a lot of producers, engineers, instrumentalists that winning a Grammy for them. You know that raises your price in a lot of absolutely. in a lot of ways. You know you absolutely. you, you can charge more for a session for going on tour when you actually have that title or that that um, accolade by your name. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: No, look, that's that was the second part I was sort of coming on to right. there. It do, you know, does it have an impact? Like it absolutely does. And if you're Harry Styles or you know um, any of the up and coming artists, or as you say, a, p- a producer gets your first Grammy that definitely has an impact and it's definitely significant and, um, you know, can't get away from that, but that's a totally different conversation to like, you know, if I'm not winning Grammys or I'm not getting nominated for Grammys is my music. No good. You know, like (laughs) absolutely not like that to to me, like (laughs) honestly, quite some of the best music, most of the best music isn't even featured at the Grammys, you know? Right. So like, um, That's what I mean. It's it's aimed towards a specific end of the music industry and all the massive infrastructure that surrounds that. Like the major labels are not putting out sort of, you know, highly niche indie or blues records or, you know, whatever it might be. You know, like it's it's the the sort of, the juggernaut is all sort of centered around sort of a few main genres. Right. You know, so.
1: Definitely. Well, I think the The Grammys should try to continue to diversify the voting pool. I think that's super mm-hmm. important. I, you know, all genres and all levels of expertise should be represented. And um, yeah, yeah,
0: I mean l- and you know, like continue to watch it. It's, uh, it's it's evolving, and um, you know, it like but oh geez, I don't know how many more categories can they get? Like ninety one. I think cut it, cut it one hundred cut it at 100 100 yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be there for i mean yeah well
1: (laughs) and you hope that you know members of the of the the, like voting members of the grammys aren't swayed or influenced like the 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 situation that you're talking about obviously the music industry is not known for not being (laughs) corrupt right (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so you know i guess it depends on, on where you lie but i i think that voting members probably when they're considering nominees because Uh, maybe i forgot to say it's not just one round of voting right they have to vote for nominees and they have to vote for who actually wins the categories and i I believe there used to only be five nominees per category i think they've expanded that but there's multiple levels but you know they're considering the things that we might consider whether it's okay is this actual quality music like is this elevated in some way Did this have an impact potentially a global impact was this sold successfully? Is this in like the zeitgeist of of music culture right now? like what is the relevancy of this of this body of work? and I think for me personally, if I was a voting member, those are all things that I would consider yeah um yeah, yeah and 100%. maybe yeah, maybe not just sort of record sales or music that's only catered to like one specific um uh group of people in the United States. It should be considerative maybe more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah i uh, agree with all of that um mm-hmm. but well done to yeah. all the winners and well done uh, to the winners
1: you'll see us next year at the grammys uh, winning b- <laughs> best podcast so can't <laughs> wait for that yeah 2024
0: 2025 certainly yeah 2025 <laughs> there
1: we go. so we have uh some questions jason
0: yeah yeah so you know this was uh a l- you know a little bit late in getting to some of these questions but we we are starting now to field questions from our listeners you know and um in terms of as we've sort of mentioned before well it's the the record shepherds podcast is for everybody and we hope it's sort of like cover points that everyone you know can can learn from because even if you're working in the music industry you know like um you're usually within one part of our one segment of it and we're trying to cover absolutely everything here and it's like no nobody knows it all like truly nobody knows it all and we don't know it all exactly you know so a lot of it is us learning and learning from each other etc we've got different sort of like areas of expertise but although it's for everybody you know we're primarily aiming at um independent Artists, musicians, songwriters, producers who are on the rise and this is meant to be like a resource of like uh for for knowledge and like a sort of like how to and ho- not a how to guide but uh certainly a resource where we we hope to shed sh- shed some light and shine some light on some a- areas that one topic at a time. Right. So um all that being said uh we were absolutely delighted to receive our first um email from a listener um a chap called chris, who's shout, out to chris. Yeah, shout out to chris and um he's an independent r&b artist based in our very own new york city yep yep and um yeah he's um you know he's got an interesting story and um he's written to us you know gi- giving a little bit about his um his background and what he is into but um he's got a few questions that he's written in and you know like i think um Hope to answer a few of them and you know, Chris will, will write back to you and answer them all in uh, more detail. But, um, yeah, look, he, he's, um, he had a song, he had a song called Loyalty. It's, he said it was a beautiful song based on friendship with someone in his life, but it's not necessarily the sound that he wants to put out there mm. or wants to be known for as an artist. Um, so first one was, um, like uh he basically said look look, he's been advised that he shouldn't release any music until he's found his unique sound like he's found his signature sound and on top of that make sure the music is so good that it will disrupt the market disrupt it disrupt the market and um you know he does add to that that he's 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 uh not a spring chicken he's uh he's not old by any stretch of the imagination but he's um in his early 30s mm. and he's like does it do you agree like to f- i guess he feels like does he have time to sort of like sit on his music and find the sound and perfect it before he releases i mean I'll say it again the advice was but wait until the music is so good Who that gave it him the, advice? the music, um. Mm. An independent music marketing agency Got sort of thing. So, um, so, what do we think to that? Like, Tim in terms yeah. of, do you should you wait until the sound has been honed to perfection, your signature sound?
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think it's great that he's seeking advice for his music. I think that's a a, s- a indicator that he's serious about. Um, his craft and you know it it never hurts to sort of get outside advice because you never know it might be good it might be bad but do i think you have to wait till you have crafted your sound to release music i think absolutely not i think um you know sitting on music for too long treating it too precious has the negative effect of you know it being outdated in terms of where you are in your artistry and you might sit on a track for a couple of years and realize this doesn't really represent who you are anymore um and there's nothing better than to get real-time feedback from your fans when you actually release music, yeah. Because they can tell you whether or not they think this is authentic, or just basically how they respond to it is going to let you know what direction that you need to head in. And it's like, you yeah, can't, you have to test the product in the market, right? It's totally. Like a, it's like any other. It's like any other product, like the marketing funnel. You have to test the product. You have to try to acquire um, fans or or consumers for you to know if the product is going to work, right? So I don't think yeah. sitting on it does much benefit to you and you know the age thing i think there are plenty of artists who are not spring chickens aren't 16 years old getting famous and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time but the p- the journey is gonna make your music better and your artistry better so i don't i don't think you should wait
0: yeah no i agree and it's like um the other thing is like y- y- you definitely can sit on music t- s- for so long that it basically it's 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 missed its moment yeah. you know tastes have changed what's happening uh in terms of trends has changed and uh, and if you're if your music is a, of a genre where trends matter yeah well then you know you could have totally sa- i'll tell you a good example of that is um not necessarily taste and trends in the music but just in terms of the the songwriting and the subject matter mm-hmm. during the pandemic yeah. you know like artists had all this time on their hands. All of a sudden, they weren't out touring. They went out gigging, and everyone wrote a pandemic album. You know, yeah. And a lot of people got it out right, got it out quickly, and um, you know that those records were relevant for the time. Now trying to release, you know, we get it. We 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 get at the label here. You know, people. Some yeah, we've got this other record. Yeah, written during pandemic, and we're just kind of like, you know, yeah, missed a moment. missed the moment a lot of that's like the world's ready for a different type of music and not not that sort of that sort of same stuff so
1: now all to all that to say though i will i will add a caveat i don't think you need to wait for your music to be perfect just have intent with whatever you're releasing there should be some sort of goal whether it is to test the market or whether it is to sort of shift whatever your sound is just as long and i'm a fan of writing things down so just as long as you have intent and a goal i think it's okay to release the music
0: yeah, yeah. And in terms of, you know, whether your music, uh, you know, your song is not of the, you know, the the same style as what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I would say to that is, you know, you shouldn't be releasing like totally different types of music cuz you're trying to find your fan base and you're right. trying to like uh, you know, sh- build build a fan base based on you know what you're actually putting out there so if if your music's so all over the place then you you're going to struggle you need to kind of like uh hone in to some extent but you know uh don't be too frightened at the start just to get music out there and you know because uh, y- you kind of you do need you do need content right. you know yeah. um so get it out there you don't be spending loads of money marketing it if it's if you think it's not what you're really about. But don't be afraid to to release it either. So um
1: That's good. Uh another one.
0: Yeah, let's take another uh one or two. So um thoughts when it comes to social media marketing. Basically Instagram versus TikTok. So obviously Chris is aware that there are artists whose songs blow up on TikTok TikTok. Um whereas on Instagram and his sort of experience is becoming very hard to gain exposure so what should he be doing there should he be focused like primarily on tiktok or should he do a little bit of both what are your your thoughts on that tim as a as a a music marketer
1: yeah i think you you need to find whatever social media platform works best for you and your genre however i am a big fan of utilizing as many platforms as you can and a lot of digital marketers will tell you that each, each platform operates differently. Like Facebook is sort of used, for example, as like a banner or like a posting of your content, whether it be shows. So you can sort of treat it as like that official um, banner for whatever you have coming out, whether it be a show, whether it be new music, et cetera. Um, obviously, Instagram and YouTube are coming up with um, competitive products such as like IG Reels and, and um, YouTube Shorts to compete with TikTok. Um, so you can create short form content on those platforms as well. Um, but there's no problem with repurposing content at the same time like if you post on tiktok you can take that same piece of content um, take out the watermark and post it on youtube shorts and ig reels as well so you're just reaching a larger fan base Um, you have to do the homework on the trends that are going on in those individual platforms and figure out what might be corny to whatever genre or whatever your artistry is and what actually fits oh like yeah maybe it is cool to hop on this trend do a duet on tiktok or maybe I just stick to, you know, posting covers on Instagram, short covers. But then, again, like I said, taking that content and repurposing it on TikTok. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on, on what you're trying to do. But definitely use as many platforms as you can, honestly and genuinely, and try to get the, the biggest audience you can. Yeah, why wouldn't
0: you? Why wouldn't yeah. you try to expand your reach? You yeah, know, and
1: like again, just like an understanding, like, you, it's maybe not the best idea to post a five minute music video on tiktok right but yeah, youtube yeah. might be the best platform yeah yeah for that.
0: yeah exactly exactly oh um yeah. and then maybe one one last one to yep. r- to, r- to wrap up um on a previous episode uh tim you'd suggested reaching out to playlisters and independent music bloggers um chris has had a go but uh primarily just like searching through google and things like that right Um, not having much luck do you have any advice sort of like any inside knowledge of how to go about finding these playlists and blogs for artists beginning at the sort of outset like at chris's level
1: that's a good question um so there are many there are many different ways you can approach this all of which you have to be really crafty um there's like the like that crafty tips yeah crafty tips so there's like the submit hubs and those platforms where you essentially pay a small fee for these independent curators to review your music and see if they want to add it to um like essentially to their programming. Um so w- and that's all fine and well, but I'm a fan of doing your own research. So there's a really cool uh uh research product out there called Chartmetric. Um tr- that's Chartmetric and they have a number of competitors, but I really like Chartmetric. It's almost an industry standard for a lot of uh people that work in the digital marketing space. And essentially, Chartmetric gives you a profile view of every artist <laughs> that's ever really released music. Um, they're growing; they're obviously growing their their database, but it's pretty much y- you can find any artist on there. So what I like to do, or what I tell people, is um, Chartmetric actually provides you a full list of playlists that an artist has ever been on, including um, user-generated playlists, so not just editorial or agro- al- algorithmic. So what I like to do is if you have a specific genre that you operate in, go to Spotify or Apple and look up an artist that you think you sound the most like. If it's you know R&B, maybe it's Usher or, or whatever. Then you scroll down and you can go to f- uh, fans also like so you can see other artists that relate to that big artist that you feel like you most identify with. And try to find in that fans also listen to um, list, try to find an artist that maybe has less than 500,000 monthly listeners. You can even go smaller than that. And then you take that artist, you put them in Chartmetric and you see what uh, user generated playlist has this artist been on that most likely fits my sound, but is a smaller artist than like your your uh-huh. big superstars. Yeah. And so you can put that in Chartmetric and again, there are, there are other databases and then it'll show you a list and you can look up individual songs too of like what what playlist has this artist been on you can literally download that. It comes in a nice, pretty Excel file for you. And more often than not, some of the most, the more legitimate, um, independent curated playlists have a contact, whether it be an Instagram, whether it be an email. And you can hit up those people and ask them to add your song to their programming. And that's a, r- that's a really good way to find some independent playlists.
0: That's amazing. That is that's gold dust. That, that is gold yeah. dust.
1: Just be mindful of how often you reach out to people because you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to seem too, I dare say, annoying. Just, you know, get your EPK together, get a one sheet, and make sure your first presentation is your best.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Well thank you for that. Yeah. And uh I think that's a good little section, you know, like um if we can address some pick out a few questions um from listeners that you know, where uh d- like it's like anything. It's like if you're thinking that and you're having the same sort of uh thoughts or questions, chances are there'll be other people having those same questions who could benefit from um hearing a little bit of uh, a of our take on it so um yes c- continue to continue to to write in and um in terms of social our socials time where can everybody find us all that's good yep, stuff yep
1: you can listen to us on um essentially where all podcasts are streamed you can email us at the record shepherds at gmail dot com if you have any questions comments or concerns and you can follow us on the instagrams the facebook's and the tiktoks at the record shepherds as well as our youtube channel please like and subscribe and comment for more content
0: yeah absolutely and uh as we always say if you're going to be in the new york area and um you know we we would love to have our our first guest of the year in the new studio um so just drop us oh a yes. line at that email address the record dot gmail.com and uh yeah, let's uh let's add you to the conversation. If you've got something you wanna talk about then we'd we'd be happy to sort of steer the qu- the conversation that way. Yep, yep. Um and uh yeah, drop us uh comments and likes, tell us what you think of the new studio. It's a work in progress, set's a work in progress, but um we feel comfortable. Um we don't have uh the uh, the seafoam green sofa that I that I so loved yes, but yes. Um, but, um but change bo- is good change is good yeah, yeah change is good and this is the this is the set for the year ahead yeah so I think that just about wraps it up um for for this episode um so until the next exciting episode continue to follow the guidance of the shepherds don't be
1: the sheep be, be the, the goat. goat.